The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And joining us for this very special episode, we are not quite at our record that we've had on this show, but we're close to it. Um, starting off, uh, right now, the only representative we have of the Smugglers Alliance, our normal crew, is Steven from Roco Depot. Uh, but joining us, Anthony, a.k.a. RFB on Twitter, is with us. Uh, Seth from Geekville Radio and Chris from Journal of the Jedi. How is everyone doing tonight? No, it's a good question. It's the correct term for tonight, I think. Yes. How <laughs> do my Star Wars friends? <laughs> so, could be so, better, could be worse. You know, sometimes you can't ask much more than that, though. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, are we still stuck under the same time constraints? Because I don't think we're going to be able to talk about everything we need to talk about in the normal time constraints for this show. <laughs> um, we will figure out how to come to an endpoint. If I got to do a quick pause or mark to make for a natural ending for that and we continue on and the podcast is a bonus episode which you sorcerer radio listeners will let you know if you need to come to the podcast to listen to more um Ooh, i got a suggestion keep- i guess if it's only an hour podcast and we go an hour and a half that 30 minutes gets released only to patreon supporters <laughs> uh, we could do that too we'll put it up on patreon for a week before we release it as a bonus episode do it that way uh Speaking of Patreon, thank you for the segue, Chris. Everybody talk really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Keep all answers and all comments to one to two sentences, and that's all. Please keep your arms (laughs) and legs. in one to two syllables. Yes. Keep your hands and arms inside the ride at all times. Well, the only way I know how to do that is say, Utini. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait a minute, one to two syllables, that's like the whole... Whole sum of some of our vocabularies. Yep, I'm speaking hey. my. Oh, on then a, you're all set. Hey, this, this is not a Twilight show. <laughs> Does <Nope>. McClunky count? <laughs> <laughs> this is J- I guess it's canon <laughs> now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
Um, hey, we know some of them. <laughs> yes, we do. And you, oh, yeah, you better than us. Word. Yes. Um, speaking of Patreon, since Chris mentioned that, uh, I want to get. I need to give a shout out to our latest Patreon donator, Patreon er e Patreon. Our, our latest Patreon. There we go. We're just um, patrons. His name is John, and come find out. Um, he will be joining us because of the tier he's at. He will be joining us on this show after he's done recovering from a few post-service injuries as he is a, disarm, a disabled Army veteran. Oh, and I was going to say disarmed. Me, <laughs> and when he told me that, of course, I can only reply back. The only way we can, that is, thank you for your service. Salute. And we mean Absolutely. that. So he seconded. So he replies back with this. And I guess this is where Anthony can come back and verify this as well with what, with what John says. He goes, thanks for understanding. It was my honor to serve. I come from a military police fire EMS family. So it's in my DNA. As a super late bloomer to Star Wars at 33, this whole universe is just amazing. Yes, we agree. That's why we podcast about it. And listen to other podcasts about it. Um, everything about it. It is an infinite basis for more stories, I hope. Thank you for your podcast and all the information, which is much needed. And the entertainment Wookiee Radio has brought me, especially in these hard times, and having a move to better health care put on hold. I have a family member who works at Disney as well, and that's, co- and that's a cool coincidence. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know that being a retired disabled veteran, hold it back there because you know what's coming, uh, mm. podcasts like yours help out vets and other people more than you know so thank you for your service to us as well and may the force be with you always how is that that means a lot that means a lot very cool Mm -hmm. that that i mean we we enjoy doing the show uh obviously if we didn't enjoy doing the show for ourselves we wouldn't be podcasters but we also enjoy putting it out there for you guys and getting response from um people like you, the listeners, uh, people like those of you on the panel with us who give us feedback as well. Um, and we have some great conversations and we've developed some great friendships with some of the other podcasters we've brought onto the show. Um, so I think we're finally doing something right social media with this show. And I'm trying the same thing with other shows and it's just not catching. So that shows you the power of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's there's a reason why the Star Wars conventions are called celebrations because it's about mm-hmm. family and, and it's. Yeah. And it is, and it always has been, always will be. So um, I'm very much looking forward to having him on the show. I cannot wait to have him on the show. Yeah. Uh, he has talked about coming down to Walt Disney World to go to Galaxy's Edge, and I told him, let me know when he does. As long as I'm not blacked out, I'm going to be honored to go with him when he goes to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. So I haven't gone to Galaxy's Edge. Let me go too. <laughs> hey, anyone who wants to come over here and go, as long as I'm not blacked out, I'll be. You know, if it's a day off for me, I will be more than happy to come over and meet all you guys over there. That's not a problem in the world. No. It's just one. I gotta get back to work. Two. They gotta lift yeah. the blackout. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but here's why everyone's here. Biggest thing: Clone Wars. Clone Wars mm-hmm. wrapped. Um, final episode was on Monday. Yep. Uh, oh, I missed it. <laughs> you are such right. a liar, Derek. That's I right. wasn't disappointed on Monday, though. 2014 again. No. I don't believe. I don't no. believe you, Derek. I don't believe you. Well, I didn't actually watch it on Monday. I watched it last night, but. 
See, I was just a little disappointed on Monday. Not in the Clone Wars, but I thought the Disney Gallery um, series of The Mandalorian Behind the Scenes was all going to drop Monday. <laughs> I was all disappointed when I only got one episode. <laughs> really? <laughs> now you know how I feel. I knew it was only coming Clone out Clone Wars one coming out one episode at a time. And I wanted it all right away. You people are so spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad they were they were doing it weekly. They, they made me wait for it. The only thing yeah. I was in was uh they gave me 12 episodes when i only needed eight <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i was okay with the middle arc i mean i was happy with the 12 episodes how did you know i was talking about the middle <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe i was talking I, about the first four maybe the final four you don't know yeah true well maybe true. talking middle. about every number oh sh- yeah sure if you didn't like the final four <laughs> four then uh, what are you watching the clone awards for <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, he was hoping for D Squad to show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Clone Wars without at least one episode with Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stay on think... target. Stay on target. Stay <laughs> on target. <laughs> the Clone Wars series actually redeemed Jar Jar to a certain point. Actually, made him relevant. The only, uh-huh. the only I got, I got to defend Jar Jar. This is the only thing, and I never get to say it on. You don't have to. No, for anybody who never read the Aftermath books, I have to defend Jar Jar. Even Jar Jar did not deserve Oh, yeah. Seconded. Now, L337, on the other hand, she deserved that fate. But Jar Jar, (laughs) Jar Jar, excuse my Ah, I would take her over Jar Jar. Uh, what am I going to do? Anyway, so let's go ahead and break. The, uh, start breaking down this final arc. Hey, Kim, why don't yeah. you hit us up first with that first what? Ep- first episode okay. of the final arc? Okay, give me just a minute. No. Man, you got to tell us when you can do that stuff. Yeah, he just springs these things on us. Of course I do. Yeah. That's what makes it entertaining. As he does, I can speak to that. It makes See, it entertaining. <laughs> Some people when they run when they run the show actually give out notes and let everybody know what's going on. <laughs> uh, where am I? You're lucky we can't swear. Whoops! Don't make me word email. Uh, where to go? If you need me to go ahead and start, I'll start us off. That's not- yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as I found it now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Mike's got a lot of editing coming up. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. Anthony, so, uh, Mike doesn't edit. <laughs> yeah, really. What what we've got is what we get. Well, so what? let's see. Clone Wars final arc. Uh, some clones died. Uh, yes. The end. So we got <laughs> episode nine is the one you want me to do, right? Uh, Old friends yeah. not forgotten. Old not friends forgotten. not forgotten. Yep. Yes, there we go. Okay. <clears throat> so actually, this started off really cool when we're yeah. on the bridge and the um and the battles going on. On the planet Yerbana, which the only reason I know that My is what? because the planet was actually called Yerbana. Y-E-R-A-N-A. He's correct. He's correct. But you That's get right. um, Commander Cody and Obi-Wan leading a charge against the um, against the Separatists and the droids, like we've seen in all these other episodes. But this one's really cool because they're losing badly. Mm-hmm. And Anakin has finally figured out uh, – um, or is coming in for the rescue. And it's, it's – well, before we get to that, though, the opening of this shot, I kind of had to um, – mark out and go bananas when I saw it 
Caleb Dune in the Jedi Council chamber as a hologram. That was amazing. I, and I picked it up immediately when I saw that. I was like, they would not have put a Padawan there if it wasn't him. Okay. Steven, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, what was that? No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I stepped over you. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, man, I missed that completely. I'm going to need to rewatch the episode as soon as we're done here. Yeah, when this show... The, they really put Caleb in there? Yeah. Like yeah. The first three seconds. Well, the very beginning of it with... Yeah. Um, and then holograms also around it, and um, Depa Bilaba's that sitting there, and the Caleb's sitting right beside her, or standing right beside her. Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, man, in the in the Kanan comic series from Marvel, uh, in that first issue, don't they also? Um, kind of show that scene briefly. You know, that's a deep cut, and I don't remember offhand if that's in the comic. I want to say, say you're correct, Mike. I want to say you're correct. There you go. I dropped the picture in the chat. Uh, I am going to go. I'm going to go to marvel.com and pull it up. Okay. It was just awesome. It was just an Easter egg. It's like a whole three seconds in the whole thing, but it was yeah. amazing to see it throw it in there. I, w- I want to say I've seen it before, but from, a different, from a different point it, of view. I think they pointed it out uh, before the show came out because I think they, they pointed out specifically said that, yeah, Caleb Dune's going to be like a little cameo. Yeah, okay. Obviously. I see it now. Yeah. That might have been like at a celebration panel, even. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't it at all. <laughs> We got the original Lucasfilm logo at the very beginning of it. Yeah, and that great uh, plain uh, aerial font. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the total change of the um, the Clone Wars open, because it has the original Star Wars music, and you get the red Clone Wars logo for these just for these four episodes. And the, since these four episodes don't have, they have a fortune cookie, but it's basically just the episode name. But there's no um, newsreel or any of that things we're used to that I'm, I'm, under, I'm putting out there the um, theory that I think these episodes were designed to be a two-hour movie. If all this stuff wasn't happening out there, this would have been in theaters somewhere. It, it had been extremely yeah, limited. I agree, yeah. They would have yeah. this in theater either at the same time as they were showing it on television or on the internet or just after, something like that. Or they do a preview like they've done before. These, because also, at the end of each episode, if you watch the next episode, it's the next scene. It's not like there's a break mm-hmm. and then they come into the next episode. Are, are we still on episode one that you're saying that? Or are you, are you talking about the last one? Episode nine, yeah. The, okay, fr- the first one in this arc. Okay, because I didn't, I didn't want to I didn't want to jump ahead. But yeah. uh, the last four episodes, absolutely, I thought that the, the moment I watched them was uh, these could be released as another at least a Galaxy Divided DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you remember the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the Clone Wars uh, TV, yeah. TV series where they uh, they released like that four episode arc about the uh, the, the uh, malevolence. Yeah. Yes. And I, I fully believe that, like, I'm sure they're going to release the season. They're going to release a box set of all seven seasons. But I would not be surprised if they didn't release those last four episodes as their own show DVD story yeah. by itself. They did would, the yeah. same thing for the Darth Maul arc, too. When he first got introduced, they cut those four episodes into, like, a DVD that was, like, an hour long. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I also, I would not be surprised if Disney Plus didn't actually put this up as the actual movie. The Clone Wars finale movie at some point in there as in the Clone Wars feed or as separate. Well, because the Clone Wars movie is actually on there separate from the Clone Wars feed. Yes. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was another movie that was put in there. It was just called like Clone Wars finale or something like that. Well, kind of an off topic uh, uh, question, but you, you bring up the Clone Wars movie. I'm kind of curious everybody's uh, interpretations. Uh, do you consider the Clone Wars movie essentially episode one of the Clone Wars series? 
Oh, this is a great question. This is a great question. Oh, well, why don't you start us off with, with an answer there, Anthony? Do you do you feel it's it's episode one, two, and three? Or for, and four for the Clone Wars? No, or? For, for, for the whole saga, because Folks and Friends counts all of the films, the first three, the original trilogy, and then come the prequel trilogy, and then come the sequel trilogy. But I still have friends and folks say it's 11 films. But Clone Wars was released here in the United States as a film. No, not here. It was released abroad, but it counts as a film. There's no, it was- 12 Star Wars stories. There's not oh. 11 and then only, only the Clone Wars. It, it counts in the canon of the story. Oh, it was it was released here in the in the states as well. Yeah, it was limited. It was limited run. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I for myself, as some friends and folks do, says head canon. But for me, yeah, I count Clone Wars as it was released in 2008 as part of the larger part of the story. Yeah, it, for me, it counts. It is. It's a larger part of the story, but I don't consider it a movie. Understood. I, I did because, like Mike said, like the other one, I and um, I saw it in the theater, so I was like, that was a movie. <laughs> that and I have it. Um, if you buy all the DVDs and stuff, it's separate from the series. It's actually as the DVD buy. I don't know. The first season actually have that on the front of it or not? No. If you buy the box set, if you buy the box set, you still have to get the movie separate. Okay, yeah, that's what it fun. starts with. Ambush, I think. Yeah, yeah, actually, and technically, even Disney Plus has it as a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, they have it specials, I think. Yeah. Well, that, but I still, I still that, just consider it the beginning of the series. Now, for well, that, for me, you know, to kind that, of touch on what Anthony was talking about when it comes to the movies. I I refer to the live action. Yeah. More because originally the Clone Wars movie was supposed to be the start of the series on TV, and they decided, well, we need to pull a like a Batman sixty six, and let's release it in the theaters first to draw attention to the show. It's only going to be out for a few weeks because then the season's going to start. Uh, that was in August, and then the season started what September, early October, something like that. Yeah, yeah October, um, August. It was August. It was August. 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 Yeah. So, um, so I mean, so the movie came out in August on August eighth. So the series started in September. So this was a way to introduce, and I feel it was a rushed thing because from what I heard from a lot of people, as much as they did like it. They felt it did not feel like a typical movie theater type movie because everything was done for small screen, not big screen with it. it just, I can, and the I animation can agree with that, didn't Mike. translate. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard him say that George is the one that wanted to release those first four as a movie because he just thought they would, looked good enough to. He wanted to you do heard, it. You heard and, right. He, that, and he yeah. had the money to do it, he so they did it. He did. Out yeah. of his own very pocket. Yeah. The, the, the complaints I ever heard about the actual Clone Wars movie, the two biggest complaints was never about the quality of the animation. Although the quality, you know, you compare it to, you know, season seven now. It, it, the animation's garbage, but I mean, uh, back back in 2008 when it first released, 
the biggest complaints I remember hearing from Star Wars fans was that it's kind of ironic to say now it was too Disney-ish. You got a snippy <laughs> Padawan and and the cutesy characters of uh, J- uh, Jabba's son. You right. know, stink. Right. These were things. Rada. Rada the Hut. These hey. were things that people hated in this film. Yeah. And ironically, yeah. especially with as much hate as Ahsoka took, since we're going to be getting into it in season seven here, how much she's loved now. Yeah, mm-hmm. fingers crossed that Dave Filoni's next animated show is Rota the Hut. I want to see what happened to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can definitely vouch for the Ahsoka stuff because I was one of those people, and I was also one of the first people to say that you know the animation. Once you get past the animation style, mm-hmm. it you know it, it's it's easy to watch. And I've said before many times that when Clone Wars clicks on all cylinders, it's as Star Wars as you can get, which this finale is mm-hmm. perfect evidence of. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And what you guys are talking about with Ahsoka is amazing because and anybody else who didn't remember is like Ahsoka had probably at the same level or worse hate than Jar Jar did when she first came out. See, oh yeah, I didn't like might be the most beloved character in the entire um, universe or one of the I top five. <laughs> I didn't hate her, but I don't think I really liked her that much at first. I didn't hate her. I just I, didn't understand why were we introducing a a new character to Anakin that he's going to be responsible for that we never see in, in any of the films. Loney had that same question when it, when um, George Lucas brought it up to him. He's like, wait a minute, Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. But, I guess the response to that was, why not? I mean, look at it now. Look how much of a layer that added to Anakin's story. Yeah, now with this final oh, yeah. arc, and you look at right. where both of them end up, and you're like, now it makes sense. <laughs> well, here's here's the here's the major thing that that a lot of people have to remember: is Clone Wars was designed for no lack of better term. You know, we break it down to its essentials. It was designed to explain a lot of things about the biggest complaints about the prequel movies. Clone Wars was put out there to help explain some of the crap that happened. Clone War, uh, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, they were supposed to, they were designed to help explain Anakin's turn to the dark side that a lot of people complained and Sith was way too abrupt. Uh, and and that mm. there, there was no real buildup to his, to his dark side turn. There was, and really the major catalyst, arguably, was Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think I think she's pivotal for that. I think she yeah. not only is she most beloved character from the Clone Wars and probably from from the prequel eras, she is the pinnacle part to making the prequel movies better than what people originally perceived. Well, I I was thinking about this as the series was ending. Um, the prequels, the sequels, the, the prequels, and the original trilogy are coming to us through the eyes of C three PO and R two D two. Yeah. As told through them about the Skywalkers. Um, I guess you could say the same thing, sort of, with the sequel trilogy, add BB-8 into that. Yeah. I would, Clone- I would sequels are more about BB-8's vision than 3PO and R2s, but yeah, I, I agree. The Clone Wars, we're looking at it through the view of Ahsoka from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, it, and, it's not, and she's not telling the story of Skywalker. She no. is telling the story of the Clone Wars. Mm. I'll go with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. One thing I can add to that is that when she first got introduced in the Clone Wars movies, I thought, oh, well, here comes the trope of the kid character that the kids are supposed to relate to and see the show through. Not that I hated right. it, but, it, but it's like it just seemed very cliched. And of course, in the in the first season, she's a little more impressionable. She's not quite sure of herself. And then the second season, she's like, oh, I don't know, Master. And then around the third season, she's like, OK, here's what we're going to do. You know, and she she matures as the show goes on. And of course, by the end of the series, I mean, she is very much a standalone character that could probably carry her own series. Yeah, yeah you can definitely, definitely yeah. the um why and really through her, they chose the right age for because obviously she's um like maybe eleven or twelve. I think when he first gets her and um, 14, 14, fourteen years old. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. a well, she's um, a teenager, young teenager, but she, teenager. Yep. You can definitely see though um through her how well one we see with us how rapidly do we mature in just two or three years there when we're teenagers i mean we're not done maturing I, even now i'm 43 mm. years old i'm sitting around talking mm. about star wars <laughs> not alone my friend tell me about it ken i'm i'm 53 <laughs> years old and uh-huh. i'm still i'm still maturing as a 53 year old 12 year old teenager Tell me about it. I mean, um, I'm not the oldest one on on set today. I am. Oh, look at that. Well, um, but you could see how rapidly she actually matured from she was from being a youngling and a kid with all the kids in the temple. To yep. becoming an actual commander in the army in yep. less than, in three seasons of this, but it's obviously it's only um, a year or two of actual time because uh, between episodes two and three, it's only what two or three years at the most. Three years. Three so years. it's seven yeah. seasons of this it happens yep. it happens in three years. Yep. So it's like six months or a year for her to mature from a kid in the temple with uh, playing with the other kids to being a commander in the clone army. Yeah. Yeah, a lot happens in 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 that time span. Mm-hmm. A lot happens. A lot. Mm-hmm. How do I have to mature quickly? They do. Well, he, just you, because of the Clone Wars. You, you bring up a great point. When, a, when when Clone Wars, the TV show, begins and we first introduce to Ahsoka, she's 14. And because of the fact that it is seven seasons and, like, what, give or take uh, 100 episodes – you know, all together, we do lose track of the fact that it is only three years. So basically, at the final episode of season seven, she's only 17 years old. 17, maybe yeah. yep. getting close to turning 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's still yep. a kid during this. And you, you lose that because, like you said, how rapidly she grows because she's growing up and being an apprentice during this war. In our real lifetime... It's been what over ten years that we've known this character. Yeah, yeah. But it's only yeah. like we said about three years of her life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, like when she leaves the Jedi Order, she's only seventeen. Yep. She's off on her own, trying to fit, and she's never been on her own before. She's never had to deal with money, and she's trying to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Yep. Which is why you actually needed that center arc. I just think it should have only we only needed like two episodes. <laughs> we didn't need to stretch that into four. <laughs> You know, my 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 dislike of that center arc was not necessarily the fact that we were revisiting her trying to figure out how yeah. to live a normal life. It was not the fact that she uh, that she was no longer with the Jedi Order. It was so boring. Those other characters were terrible. <laughs> this is where I disagree because the storytellers had a story that they wanted to tell that they felt was relevant. Oh, I agree. Did you, did you catch what they was trying to, to no, chat? I, yeah, I, I do, and 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 I agree with you. If it if the series was going beyond season seven, my mm-hmm. argument was these were filler or fluff episodes 
really, when you break it down to its essentials, of the in the final season of the end of a story arc and series. Uh, the uh, final season. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. oh, we're also hearing rumors, too, of a potential sequel series to Rebels or maybe another spinoff se- series, whether it's uh, live action with Ahsoka or or animated with Ahsoka. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, another season tacked onto Rebels the same way they did with Clone Wars, just to I, give a more logical ending to, to Ezra's story. Yeah, I, they would have to jump ahead if they were going to do Rebels. But I, th- it, yeah, where but it I, ends. I think we're going to get Trace as part of Ahsoka's crew. And rebels. Perfect timing for that budding noise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is a mechanic, and at that point, she would have had like twenty years under her belt being a mechanic and a pilot. Do you think Trace and Rafa and Ahsoka and Sabine all go off into wild space to go find Ezra and Thrawn? I don't see Rafa doing it. Not Rafa, but I see Trace doing it. Rafa's gonna stay behind with Rado the Hut and help him run his, you know, criminal organization. Yeah. I, I think she's. I think she's gonna get caught up in the syndicate. I wouldn't be surprised if she was part. Ended up becoming a part of uh, Crimson Dawn. Ooh, now there's a something cool. Solo two. Put her in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised we didn't get any uh, any connections to Crimson Dawn uh, with with this season of Clone Wars to oh, help. Ah, actually, to we help. got a Dryden Voss cameo. We did. Where was he? Yeah. I didn't see. And a holo. Yeah. yeah. When we get to the third episode, yeah, it's the second or third yeah he when um darth maul is talking to the other syndicate leaders uh, they're all on hollow he's the one the, the farthest one over he's the human there's like nope. a falling uh i need another a more attack to the background of what's going on instead of to the person that's speaking like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk no no when, when they when they started putting them out on that you know lost missions on Netflix, uh, that's definitely when you started having to pay attention to the background. So you watch it once to to get your story, then you watch it a second time to pay attention to everything in the background. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest. Yeah. Thing. I've only watched these episodes once. I haven't I haven't done it like a, an analysis. Yeah, yeah, these, I haven't yet either. These final four, you need to watch four or five or six times to get everything that's in it because yeah. there's so much. Um, just expanding the world and the way making it work all together and stuff. Yeah. Well, like there was one thing I didn't catch the first time I watched it is when Maul's rampaging through that ship and he's got his hallway scene and it ends where he pulls that clone's arm through the door and it cuts off, right? Yeah. In the yep, next yep. episode, he has that guy's gauntlet on his arm using yeah, as a communicator. It's like, I, I didn't I, catch I that the first time. I knew he had a gauntlet. I didn't realize that's where he got it. And it's like, oh, that's why he did that. And he's not just trying to be really cruel and torture these guys and cut his arm off. He's like, no, I need he's that. To do that also. <laughs> he's doing that also. It just happened to have a bonus of getting a communicator out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, yeah. I know we're still kind of on the first episode here, but there was that nod to The Last Jedi that, that happened a few minutes into that first episode. I mean, it was almost frame for frame a tribute to the uh, the last stand of Luke that only was Anakin this time around. Yeah. Remember when it, when Anakin walked up and he, and he's just standing alone in front of those uh, uh, droid army things? It, 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 it mirrors Luke standing up against all those uh, walkers in Last Jedi. Yeah. See, I didn't think uh, that yeah. way. I, I took it more as a nod to the uh, Clone Wars movie where Obi-Wan did that to the clone armies on Christophsis with the I surrender bit. That That's more what I took. Oh, okay. But I, I definitely see what you're talking about as well. 
Well, I, mm-hmm. it, it may have been a dual Easter egg there. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. You know, because as Chris said, you know, on Christophus, you know, it was Obi Wan who pulled the ice render bit. And, and now here's Anakin learning from his master and doing the same thing again and going, let me show you how it's done because you showed me. Mm-hmm. However, it does throw more weight on in Last Jedi when Luke says, what did you expect? I would face all of the uh, First Order with a laser sword. Like, all mm-hmm. a joke of like, I know my father did it, so now you think I should do it. <laughs> yeah. It puts a little more weight to that. <laughs> so, um, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the second episode. Uh, the second episode was called Phantom Apprentice. Um, well, we had it. Before we get into that too much, though, there are a couple of other key points in here okay. that um, we did catch up on. Uh, things, just little Easter egg things. We were talking about Easter eggs. Um, did you guys catch the first ever um, reference to Fulcrum was in this? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I did catch that. We had, and it, it's not actually a person in this one. It's the frequency that Saw Guerrero was, would use to talk to, um, to call into Anakin. Yes. Oh, Ken. Good point. Good point. It was the Fulcrum frequency, not yes. actually person at that yep. point yep and we do know Sagrero does become fulcrum but <laughs> so there's we got that uh some of the other ones that i'm trying to remember what i rem- remembered out of it but i'm also cheating here too but um let's see uh we do find out um it's uh, cool because this this episode is the first one that shows you that this is happening at the exact same time as the beginning of the revenge of the sith because the mandalorians are asking the jedi to help with their um getting maul off the planet and the, the jedi are about to uh anakin and obi-wan are about to help out and then the battle of coruscant breaks out and Correct. the chancellor's kidnapped at that moment Correct. Now, i think this was something sidious planned on purpose he knew what was going on he knew that um, somehow he had known that the Mandalorians were going to show up here, and um, it may have been maybe he actually um, was worried about Anakin and Ahsoka also, because a lot of people are saying what would have happened if Ahsoka would have actually talked to Anakin while he was having these problems and getting ready to turn. If she'd actually been able to sit down with him and discuss what was going on, would it have changed? I think it was also to get Anakin. That's out a of very the- interesting discussion. I think it's also the uh, which we what we don't explore to later episodes. I agree with you, but I think it was also him uh, pulling the strings. To make sure Anakin was out of the path of Darth Maul, knowing mm-hmm. that Maul wanted to stop what Sidious had planned. Oh, yeah. Well, also, Sidious knows that Maul knows the secret of Sidious and Palpatine, obviously. Right. So um, it's get anybody who could possibly matter that Maul would tell out of there. So not just Anakin, but Obi-Wan or anybody else that he Maul would have said, wait a minute, this is who this is. It's like, well, Palpatine wasn't ready to give that secret out. So let's make sure anybody who meets Maul, it doesn't matter if they find out. Right. But I but I think I think it's also the fact that Sidious, although Sidious never revealed his full plan, to, to Maul about, you know, the, the war and everything, like how he was going to do it. He did reveal the fact that everybody, all the apprentices up until Darth Vader were, were fillers purposely because since since meeting the kid, Sidious has planned Anakin's downfall and Maul yes. knew it. Well, we, and we even get prior to even meeting the kid, you know, we, we get in the um, in the Vader comic. Was it the Vader comic? Was it I'm behind on the comics? I, I don't know if I, it was Vader comic or if it was uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. No, it was Anakin and Obi Wan. Uh, but they did I think explain. I, I think it was or, Charles. I think it was Charles Soule's the rap to to his Vader series. 
is where we get, because everyone said, oh, it was the emperor who impregnated Shimi Skywalker. Whereas if you oh, look yeah, closely okay. at the, if you look closely at the frames, she's already pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So could he have manipulated the, the, the unborn Anakin during that time? Maybe. Not just that. There's, there's, um, slight he, insinuation that the things like that throughout the EU that Palpatine or, um, Plagueis, one of them actually was playing with the idea of being able to create life, mm, which right. I think if you, um, like I was talking with Seth earlier this week that, um, the nature of the, um, Sith, I don't think they could, they would have had the ability to actually create life in but, any way. But that, that's a whole thing though. That's a totally different conversation. Life was already created. Yeah. That, now that's a possibility. They could have actually manipulated things, but yeah. Corrupted life, I think would be the correct Corru- term. Yeah. I, right. that, that's heavily insinuated all throughout all kinds of different books and things that, t- that took place during the prequel time. So for whatever reason, he had his eyes on Skywalker, on the Skywalker family family from the get-go for whatever reason yeah which i, w- I would well, love to have that explored more in a in a sidious book of some sort what i want to explain is mm. um as i was watching actually since this week had uh, made the fourth in it i watched four three or four of the movies this week plus watching this and i want an explanation somewhere about why is tatooine so special <laughs> it's not just skywalkers everybody is going to this planet this little backwater planet that we're led to believe is absolutely nothing at all it's just a ball of dust but everything happens because of that planet every time well it's, i know it's, it's legends now yeah i know it's a legends now i don't think it's official but it's in the darth plagueis novel uh, that uh, Plagueis and the huts and all that and, and the pod racing and all that, it, it kind of became a uh, kind of a get rich spot for for yeah. people. So, mm-hmm. but but like I said, that's that. I don't think the Darth Plagueis novel is is canon anymore because it mm-hmm. took place before the the uh, exactly. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No, I, 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 they're still pulling stuff yeah. from it. I, I think the real reason is, uh-huh, welcome to Disneyland tattooing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what I, was, oh, I mean. We, if we want to go from the creator's standpoint, when he first created Episode Four. Tatooine was literally supposed to be the middle of nowhere and and the go nowhere planet because that's where our everyman hero is supposed to come from. Yeah. Mm. So since our everyman heroes got his backstory for his father, his father's got to come from there because same deal came from nothing, came from nowhere. So I, I think I think Tatooine's important. It's just simply that it's the starting point for somebody, or yeah. in this case, ending point for Ray. Well, if you look at, at like even um, they end up when Solo ends, Han Solo has to get back to Tatooine. All of a sudden, <laughs> all roads lead to Tatooine, and all these th- and everything. <laughs> well, Solo, it made sense because you got to put yeah. you know yeah, Java. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I would love to see someone actually come up with a story on some reason that no one in the world, no one in the entire universe knows, but there's something special about Tatooine that all hey, this if, stuff is because if, of it. If Cassian Andor ends up on Tatooine, I think we will got something solid there. <laughs> we know Obi-Wan's going to be there, so. <laughs> well, the last little Easter egg type thing that I had for this first episode really is um, if anybody noticed um, in the Maul's Mandalorians, there's two of them that are kind of famous from not just the series here. Um, if you get Gar Saxon and Rook, both are in the Son of Dathomir comic. They're the ones that actually break him out of the prison. Yep. And Gar Saxon, actually, I don't think it's him. I think it's his brother or something. It is the um, Imperial Governor in Rebels, the governor of Mandalore. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it was actually Gar Saxon. He's in Rebels, but he's not the governor. It was another relative of his. 
But I know it's like Clan um, Saxon that's actually running Mandalore, the Mandalorian government. So it's kind of cool to see that they got name dropped in here. They were basically still Maul's top lieutenants in the Mandalorians. I'm going to try and hit the rest of these recaps kind of quick so we can discuss them more. Uh, Going into the Phantom Apprentice, uh, which was episode 10, uh, we start off finding out Dooku is dead. He just was. He he just did not have a head for the job. Spoiler warning. <laughs> just just saying. Wait, they killed my favorite character. <laughs> that see that I, do, the Dooku book is. I'm saying. I have to say. Should have done though. Don't spoil is, that. They should have retconned it and had Savage press decapitate him. <laughs> uh, um, well, they should have retconned it and have Dooku say McClunky right before he gets beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> But that's where it started. <laughs> that may still happen. They Don't should laugh. just randomly throw that into all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> they all get a McClunky edit. The, the, Rise, of, the, the Rise of Skywalker edit. Kylo, after the kiss between Kylo and Ray. McClunky. His last words. McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we get- oh, in Revenge of the Sith. Said, no, it's McClunky. <laughs> That's what they should change the Jawas. Instead no. of Utini, they should say McClunky. Oh, you can't take away Utini. <laughs> um, ho, 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 McClunky. <laughs> um, no, no, even better, you get ho, 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 and then um, C-3PO translates uh, McClunky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe that is Han Solo's real name. Then, then shortly after, we we see Maul and Jesse. And Maul has Jesse in custody. And we kind of see the um, Maul using the Force to extract information, kind of like we saw with Kylo and, and Poe Dameron, and Kylo and Rey. We did. We did. So I was actually really hoping that Jesse would get a really uh, hot girlfriend, and then all the other clones could be jealous of Jesse's girl. No, <laughs> she was a clone herself, and her clone number was CT eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh, jeez. Oh. Rick oh. Springfield. Oh, jeez. That, that'd be Commander Springfield. <laughs> or or spilled like he was in that uh, comedy sketch. <laughs> um, then we see Bo-Katan is involved in the hunt. In the hunt. Um, and we, had, we did, because she is chasing down uh, Gar Saxon. Oh, yeah. And uh, with Almach, you know, with his shot, Whispering Skywalker. Um, Almach. Almach, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing everything where, you know, showing why she should be the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she still challenges it a little bit, but we get to the throne room. I mean, I know I'm rushing quite a bit through this. Uh, near you the guys- end of, um, we see Ahsoka come out and come face to face with Maul, um, mm-hmm. which someone correct me if I'm wrong. This is for the first time they meet. She has not met them in the previous episodes, correct? Well, remember, yeah, he had said that um, he was yeah. he's like, wait a minute, you're not the one that's supposed to be here. Then he asked, you're Ahsoka, right? He so said, he, why are you here? I was expecting Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he was, he, but he never met her. Yeah. So the two of them fight. We see, we see them with their dual over Mandalore and then 
And the, that, hang on a second, that battle, I was telling Seth earlier this week, that um, lightsaber battle for me is um, one of the top three lightsaber battles in all of Star Wars. If you actually watch that battle, because yeah, they actually... that was awesome. Got, uh, they had, they didn't use the footage of it, but they had Ray Park do that battle. And then they based the animation on what he did. Right, you know? right. But if you watch it, you can actually watch Paul and it looks like Ray Park doing it. Yeah, because yep. you can see all his moves he's doing there. Them spins and that forward charges he does. It looks like the stuff mm-hmm. he does yeah this i think was every bit as good for me as um what we saw in the phantom menace and in revenge of the sith mm-hmm. right yeah i saw that i actually saw that uh that episode they were talking about that they were uh they were talking uh dave filoni had stated that they did uh motion capture uh ray for the battle with uh with the person who plays ahsoka i can't remember her name off the top of my Ashley. head Ashley, thank you. Uh, but they said for the footage of, of Maul, they had to slow him down yep. because the motion tracker could not keep track. Mm-hmm. Like yep. the computer, see yep. <laughs> some of the spins he's doing, and the lightsaber blades on the computer would just go flying off. They literally, he literally spun the blades off of the lightsaber in the motion capture. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him saying for Phantom Menace for that fight with Qui Gon and Obi Wan that he had to slow yeah. down because yep. he was too fast for the camera. Yep, yep. Yeah. And it's funny when you get martial artists at that level that he's at. Uh, it was the same thing with Jet Li uh, when he did the first Lethal Weapon. Yes, or his first Lethal Weapon. Uh, lethal Weapon four was four. it? Four. Yeah. four. He was yeah. told slow down. Bruce Lee, yeah. when he did the Green Hornet, was told slow down. The cameras yeah, camera, can't pick it. Then people's yeah. brains can't process what they're seeing if you move too fast. Yeah. God bless you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I thought I thought I muted myself. I'm sorry. You did, but you're camo. Oh, okay. Um, so Emotions. next we head into Shattered, uh, and we this starts off with a the conference call, mm-hmm. um, which is all familiar to us about. Kenobi <laughs> heading to uh, Utapau? Utapau. 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 Yeah. It's been a long week, and it started on March 16th. I got your back, bud. I got your back. Um, so, but then we come in with her walking in after the conversation's over. So we get a different point of view with this, which is pretty cool. And, it, and it's still showing us where are we in in relation to the Revenge of the Sith. I I actually love that scene because it actually yeah one of the things I was really worried about and I'll be honest one of the things I was really really worried about with season seven in general for uh, Clone Wars was Disney turning around and deciding no we got to have this be happier brighter you know it's got it's got to be resistance or or majority of rebels. You know, this what, is where I gotta go and this is where I gotta go and speak up for uh, what how some kids say Disney don't make Star Wars, Lucasfilm does. You're right, but Disney still it's still putting it out. They're still footing the bill, so they still have a right to say no. You need to lighten this up some. I was happy that not only did they keep this in the same grittiness that Clone Wars has always been. But they were able to actually put more gray over certain areas of the films, like this uh, conference call scene where it's already dark enough about, like, if he doesn't give up his powers, we need to take control of the Senate. That's a crazy idea for a Jedi to be uh, Jedi Council to be thinking of to begin with. And then having that after effect conversation that Ahsoka and all that and, and Bo-Katan and all them had after that that uh, that 
that conference call, mm-hmm. I was thrilled they dug into that more and, and really showed how, how far the, the ideals of the Jedi Order fell. Mm, and right. it really made me hate uh, Mace Windu so much more when he pulled that citizen line on Ahsoka. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, the interesting thing is, though, um, after the conference call is over and um, Yoda stays with Ahsoka for a minute, and yeah. um, I forget exactly what her line was, but he asked if she's speaking as a Jedi, and she says, no, not yet. Uh, not yet. So what no. does that mean? Mm. I think at that point she was still considering coming back. At that point she yeah. was like, I don't know if I'm going to become a Jedi or a Padawan or I really don't know what my role is yet. Mm. I, I think that's where she was still at. Yeah. If she came back, would she be still considered a Padawan or would she have been considered a Jedi Knight? She just beat Darth Maul. I mean, Yoda called her a Padawan yeah. at the end of that call. I know, but yeah. if she came, if she came back, I think they would have given her a knighthood. I mean, they gave Obi Wan a knighthood for cutting him in half. Right. What about Fulcrum? Yeah, really. What about Fulcrum? Yeah, I think I think she she turns into Fulcrum at at the end of this because she yeah. doesn't she she's not Fulcrum yet. No, but okay. she's gonna. But I think she's gonna side with Saul Guerrero. After all this, because you know, this is when we, we well, next episode is when we see the light or yeah. see her seeing the light even the most. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to remember, though, right now, he's he, she's still a Padawan because it takes her another 15 years to get to Ahsoka the White. <laughs> right. <laughs> but really, hey, she's, a, she's Ahsoka the Gray at the end because she puts on the gray cloak. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the white cloak. It's exactly. the Rebels. <laughs> okay. For the record, we are the not calling of- her a gray Jedi, though. No. no God. We, are, we, are, we are using gray Jedi. We are using the term Ahsoka the Grey in a way of honoring and Easter egging Lord of the Rings. Well, she's a space right. wizard. She that's is. Right. If I recall, well, that's right. That's what Jedi's were. Right. Yeah. If I recall correctly, though, in the episode where she left, they were ready to grant her the knighthood. Anakin was going to you know, cut the, 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 uh, yeah, the they, tail off. They that's when she left. So. Try and get her to change her mind. You know, like, oh, well, if you stay, we'll make you Jedi Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, from now, there, wait. If if the Jedi if the Jedi Order is a religion, wouldn't that make them clerics instead of wizards? I think it's like paladins. Yes. I think yeah, you're right. Yep, Jedi, you all, what's your role is in the Jedi Order? Yeah. They're, 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 During the Clone Wars here, I think they're all the same thing. <laughs> but before that, they may have been mm-hmm. able to specialize. Hey, this was a yeah. long time ago before Dungeons and Dragons, all right? <laughs> <laughs> they were, Je, Jedi, were the, Jedi were the original fighter magic user. There you go. <laughs> um, so after the meeting, uh, Ahsoka meets up with Rex briefly and gives him a salute and respect. Um, and this whole sequence with them on the bridge was was pretty pretty touching. Mm-hmm. And then as she leaves, we then get the Order sixty six directive, and they the clones start to turn on her. Mm-hmm. Which I want, always wondered how how does she end up surviving? Well, did she get out of it because she was not a Jedi since she left the Order? Technically, she's not a Jedi, but the clones still that looked at her. To me. But the clones still looked at her as a Jedi. Yeah. Well, the other one is her. It had to do with Force user, not just not just as a Jedi. Had yeah. to do with a Force user. They did say technically the um, Jedi leadership, which could be the fact that it, um, they're the leaders of the army. But right. then again, you got to think they actually turned and um, went to kill Maul also, and he's never been a Jedi. Which no, then backs up with a Force user. 
It didn't have to, anything to do with Jedi or it had to do with someone that is connected to the Force, a Force user, understand? And, and the only other Force user besides the Emperor who would not be touched, that was no. probably written into the inhibitor chips, is exactly. the one who goes by the name of Darth Vader. You think you think it was a program in the inhibitor chips? Uh, I think so. That Palpatine knew that if he got uh, yeah. it, it would be named Vader. It's just it's, he knew from Gate. It's, it's well, Vader. It's Palpatine who named him. That would be my, yeah, right. So, like a dad expecting his son. When he's born, he shall be Vader. <laughs> um, so now, now comes the fun one. We see Maul versus clones. Uh, this is when we we talk about um, what Ken was talking about with the him getting his gauntlet at that point, and then we see the return of Rex, where Ahsoka was able to, with the Force, find the inhibitor chip after Rex tells her to research fives as he's trying to hold back pulling the triggers on his blasters. Um, mm. She's able to help short circuit the inhibitor chip um and then we we end the episode with ahsoka and rex side by side together again not one against the other we two things i i I personally got to address here i know you want to move on quickly but i got to address these two things and and we can we can dig into them deeper when we when we go into the our our little analysis of the episodes later one glossing over that that mall destruction when people some people that i've seen say that this is the animation equivalent to Darth Vader's hallway scene in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We really... Yeah, I agree. But yeah. overall, be- between the end of this episode and the beginning of the next episode you're about to describe, is anybody besides me feeling like the biggest thing that I took away from that is how much I feel bad for Rex? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, through is an incredibly difficult, not only for a soldier, but... For a man in general, especially yeah, which I, I don't want to spoil when you go into the next episode. And we yeah. can do it deeper. I well, just throw those two points in. You know what always makes me wonder about that? How does it? How does it feel? What does it feel like to be a clone? They actually talk about that on these episodes also, because remember um, when Ahsoka talks about how she's never known any life other than a soldier. And then Rex brings up the point that if it wasn't for the if there was no war, the clones wouldn't exist. He would not exist if this war hadn't started. Right. Well, they has is this war. Well, they 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 explored that throughout the whole entire series Mm -hmm. about how when they're first created. Yeah, they're all exactly the same. But as time goes on, they, they start taking names and all because they have their own personalities their own lives they became their own individual right. persons yeah they all look alike but they're 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 completely different people right which I is fantastic when you get past this and see the exact opposite on where the where you end up with with the stormtroopers mm-hmm. i think it's mm-hmm. interesting Quite because you get a out of it you get a brief glimpse of rex's resolve when he's ready to start shooting his own comrades his brothers in arms and ahsoka has to tell him switch to stun mm-hmm. he wasn't gonna do it right his first reaction right. was, this is it. I'm going to defend Ahsoka. I'm ready to kill my fellow brothers in arms. And she's got to be the one that says, we're not killing anyone. Switch to stuff. Right. But, yeah. but yet it just shows said, his resolve right said. there. But at the same time, during that point, he's still wearing his helmet. And at that point, we don't get to see him without his helmet until later on in the final episode. And when mm-hmm. he takes off, you see tears in his eyes. Like, even though he was ready and resolved to kill his own brothers to defend Ahsoka because it was the right thing to do, it's still what's crushing him inside. 
Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Please complete your uh, <laughs> your your house. Well, as we were saying, we're going to go into the next episode. Um, as part of the victory and death, um, we see Maul destroying the hyperdrives to the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Ugh. we we have that was awesome. <laughs> that was totally awesome. Uh, we you also know, have um, you know what we were just talking about. Rex is crying. Ahsoka is no longer a Jedi, but you know them discussing i don't want to hurt them yeah let's figure out another way uh, uh back tomorrow Ma- that section was mauled for just a second how awesome is it that when uh, ahsoka let him out he um he asked hey can i have one of those lightsabers and she says mm. there's no way you're just a, just a diversion and he just took it in stride and said okay no problem and then you see what happens <laughs> afterwards you can see he does not need a lightsaber this this guy is just walking destruction yeah mm-hmm. well not not only that but i loved it when ahsoka basically said i don't care what happens to you yeah <laughs> you're here to you're- cause chaos i don't care what happens to you yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh from here as they're trying to get to the shuttle in the bay in the launch bay area to to get out they're caught up with the battle with jesse and the troops maul ends up grabbing the shuttle and i have flashbacks to the whole thing from force unleashed where we see star killer pulling down yep. the star destroyer seeing her oh, yeah, trying to hold hold back the shuttle so it's they can get you, on it as well it's funny you went that is bad because i went i went the opposite way i saw them justifying ray and 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 uh and Kylo in, in Rise of Skywalker with the holding of the shuttle. Well, as soon as I saw that, my first thought was, that's the third time now we've seen that. <laughs> the first yeah. time was in The Force Unleashed, and then it was Rey, and then it was Ahsoka. Yep. Well, see, I saw this. This combined with the um, – I could see um, this and uh, um, Maul pulling that information out of Jesse's head. These were things that um, were oh, showing yeah. these new abilities that had never been seen in the sequel trilogy actually existed before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant by justifying the Ray yeah. thing. Like here, here it was, yeah. Home Wars time. You know? Of course, in yep. Force Unleashed, he did it, an entire Star Destroyer. I'm just right. saying. You know. Now, uh, Rex, Rex – Rex, no- I don't remember if it it's EU or not EU, uh, real quick. But uh, in the novels, didn't Luke pull down a Star Destroyer too? No, 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 no. It might have been an EU, but I know he did it. Star Killer, not Luke. I may yeah, have to I, double check. I, I'm pretty sure Luke did it too. I know in the Dark Empire comic, he does it to no, an Only Star Killer. Okay. I could be wrong. Could be wrong, but no. I, I almost have a memory of that, but I just don't remember if it was canon or not. But I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll say, I'll say I'm wrong. Now uh, we we see Ray and Ahsoka working towards getting to a a Y wing. Uh, not Ray, Rex, and Rex makes it there. Uh, <laughs> Ahsoka ends up in a free fall state, uh, bouncing around. Um, me, the last time I saw some, the last two times I saw something similar to what she was going through, uh, was one with, um, in Star Trek on Vulcan when Vulcan was being destroyed and they're falling out of the sky to get to the drill. Right. Uh, two, uh, just re- most recently in the trailers oh, yeah. for Black Widow. It's ironic because that was the scene that I took most of being a tribute to Force Unleashed 2 when Starkiller's escaping uh, right at the beginning, the first level. Yeah. That that was what I took away from, from Ahsoka's descent and, and Rex's attempt to ca- catch her. Um, then the ending. Uh, we, we first see, uh, as we would say, Ahsoka the Grey because of her gray 
gray <laughs> robe or tunic or cape, whatever, uh, standing next to, to Rex as we see the sea of helmets on stick on sticks, which is kind of a tribute to what you would see um, when you know members of the military are are killed in battle and they're they're buried there because they can't get home for whatever reason. You now is the the makeshift markers you know, with the rifle and the helmet. Um, well, we all see this in the Mandalorian. Yeah, in the one outpost with the stormtrooper helmet. Of course, of course, those heads were impaled on spikes. The spikes went wow. all the way through their helmets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. slightly different. <laughs> Big difference. This is still technically a kids show. Um, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a it's a kids show. It's also a callback to the end of Return of the Jedi, where the Ewoks are banging on the helmets on sticks to play music. Yeah, so we forget <laughs> right. the little bastards ate them before. <laughs> yeah. Um, now we also see her drop her saber, or the one saber she has left. Uh, she drops it at the grave as well, or at at the grave sites as well. Um, and then her and Rex t- take off. And the next time we see this planet, it's covered. Covered in snow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is not Hoth by any means. Right. No. Yeah. Um, but I found it interesting that the troopers we're seeing are not clone troopers, but storm troopers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like also snow troopers and some snow troopers mixed in. And I love how this I'm, is Mandalore. Uh, I don't think. So. I don't think so. No, they, they give the name of the planet. I just can't remember it. Did they? I believe so. I don't. Oh, yeah, they did. did. Yes. Did they? This is a Mandalore because Mandalore is still uh, populated at this point. This is, this is a moon. This is a moon. moon. It's a moon. Yeah, I, I thought somebody said it was a moon because they said they're getting pulled into the moon's orbit, I think, yeah. when they were crashing. Yeah. Yes, um, but there's a planet attached to it. Not really attached, is, but you know what I mean. <laughs> which could be a mystery until they release the episode guide. I haven't read that yet. Uh, um, by by the way, just to clarify something earlier, there is actually a story of Luke Skywalker pulling down a star destroyer. It is in the, it is in the book Journey to Star Wars: um, The Last Jedi: The Legends of Luke Skywalker. However, oh. the the book is written as a series of tall tales, and the tale was told by a Star Destroyer gunner who said that oh, Luke Skywalker from, from Ken Liu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that book. I love that book. So, that very so there first is a, story is my favorite story. There is a story of it, but, but it's it's a tall told by somebody else. So Okay, it's it's a book that was not meant to be canon, but I knew I'd read it read it somewhere. Right. <laughs> it's meant to be interpreted mm-hmm. as you choose. Right. Yep. yep. So uh from here we we see Vader pick up the rusty Saber hilt. And this is the first time we've ever seen Darth Vader rendered in this Clone Wars style. Yes. Not Which true. looks great. Darth Vader, when was he ever in Clone Wars? During World the, Between Worlds? The, 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 the Mortis. Oh, the Mortis. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, like Mortis. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah. this time we got to see the full outfit. Uh, yeah. I'll give you that one, but we did see Vader's mask in the, uh, in the uh, vision, I guess you would say, behind Anakin. We we did actually see the mask for the first time during the Mortis episodes. And I wonder how much time passed between Ahsoka and and Vader on that planet. 
It looks almost it had to been a couple of years because look at um, how the helmets look and things when he finds them and how yeah, beat he, up. Mm, got a just, Lambda class shuttle when he shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is something they're going to touch on in, in the new Vader comics. Is maybe they make a reference of, of the ship and then, you know, they don't have to touch on this exact scene unless they want to recreate it in the books. They could just mm. do the typical Marvel note, see Clone Wars final episode. <laughs> and then go back. Excelsior. Um. So to, to kind of slowly wrap this up or, or quickly wrap this up, however you want to look at it, uh, y'all's thoughts on this final ep- final season of Clone Wars, or if you just want to touch on wrapping up this final arc, uh, I'll let you guys go. Um, and since he's been on but lurking because he came on late, I am going to start with James, who finally got on from Toy Insider. Um, you, your thoughts on, on the final season or, or the final arc? The final arc, I think, was excellent. The season as a whole, um, to me, actually felt slightly disjointed because it was the three individual arcs, um, but they were all good. But the last arc, I think, is everything that uh, everybody has been waiting to see. We, we've wanted to see sort of a proper ending, some proper closure for Anakin and Vader and Ahsoka and the imagery was so powerful. I don't I don't see how you could have watched that and not uh, felt some true emotional impact from it. Um, that's kind of where I stand on that on the closure of the the series and the closure of the season. Okay. Uh, Anthony, yes, your, your final thoughts on uh, on the season or, or the final arc. I feel that I'm going to be a step apart from so many of our other friends. I take this story as it is told to me. I have no wants nor expectations of it. I love it as it has been told to me. That's my thoughts. A a, a, a good purist approach. I like that. <laughs> uh, Chris. I get, I get to be the jerk after he gave such a beautiful answer. Um, <laughs> Aw, dang. <laughs> dang it. Over, over. Somebody's got to do it. I Again, like like I said before we started recording, like I I love the Bad Batch story arc. I thought that was a great story arc. I lived without the Ahsoka and 1313 story arc. Um, I just felt that it was out of place for wrapping up the season. Not saying that it was bad. It was boring to me, but it felt like it felt like fluff. It felt like filler episodes. The final story arc, however, the last four episodes, you could wrap that up in a movie, throw it out in theaters, and I will be throwing my money to go see it again and again and again. It was absolutely phenomenal. And in, in my opinion, the overall the overall of uh, season seven, this is what Game of Thrones wishes they did. Yeah. This was the perfect ending to a perfect series. Star Wars of Thrones. <laughs> and as a final thought to all the naysayers that's saying like the the quote unquote and I know Anthony's gonna jump on me, the the Disney no. era of the Disney era of Star Wars has has killed Star Wars. You're wrong. They just did it on May the fourth. Disney <laughs> does not make Star Wars. Lucasfilm <laughs> does. <laughs> Ended. Like I said, I told you you were gonna jump on me. <laughs> hey, it's all right. I don't I don't hear nobody saying Marvel 
Disney Marvel. Who says that? Nobody. Yeah, I ain't I never know. heard it. Yeah. Uh, Seth, your final thoughts Sorry on everything. Sorry for jumping on you. Oh, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> well, I can take the cliched answer and say the thing I like the least about it is that it's over. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, <laughs> you know, when, when this clicks on all all cylinders, it's a Star Wars as you can get. And um, I, I agree that the Ahsoka arc was probably the weakest of them, but it had to be there because it would have been really awkward to just have Ahsoka show up out of the blue and, you know, start doing uh, Jedi stuff again. Right. So uh, I also am very partial to the Bad Batch. I know we saw like an earlier version of that released on the Star Wars website with incomplete models. I just thought it was kind of cool that we had like G.I. Joe in space you know, mm-hmm. with, with uh, Hunter being kind of like Space Rambo. And I think Ken even said it was almost like A-Team in space. So everything was good. Uh, I said in my review that I did a couple days ago on Geekful Radio on on May the 4th that uh, I would give it a 9. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because I don't think I can give anything a 10 because there's always room for improvement in something. So it it was nothing less than one of, if not the best arc, the the last four at least, in the entire run of the show. Okay. Uh, Steven, wrap it. I liked each arc, and that final arc was one of the best they've done in the show. And I loved how much it resonated with just the entire saga, because once I got done watching that final arc, I wanted to go and jump right back into Rebels. And I wanted to see when was that moment we got to see Ahsoka again, and when Ahsoka got to see Rex again, and when Vader got to see that Ahsoka was still alive. You know, I wanted to go... Just jump right back in Rebels. And I did that. And there really is strong connections there that Filoni tied back into that final arc of Clone Wars. And it's really cool to see those connections. Well, I'm going to say thank you for everyone for coming on. Uh, Ken, Derek, we will give our wrap-ups next week when we have the Ladies of Galactic podcast on with us. Um, oh, Miss Lauren and Miss yes. Andrea. Oh, yes, they come, my. I believe they come on next I week. Got a, I got a spot for that in my playlist, so I <laughs> count on it. Count on it. I, I would say make make that slot a dinner slot so you can sit back and light some candles <laughs> and enjoy with a nice glass of wine. Um, well, maybe you might be having breakfast with me. Who knows? Yeah, I like <laughs> I like breakfast and drive time with you too. Even though we haven't had drive time. Ronto wraps. Ronto wraps. So, um, yeah, buddy. So I want to thank everyone for coming on. Uh, Stephen from Roco Depot, James from the Toy Insider, and and James, I couldn't remember what is the other. It's toy um, toy book. We have three publications we've got the toy book which is the industry trade toy insider which is the consumer focused guide and then the pop insider which of course is all of our geek culture news which we have pulled stories from uh for the shows which we actually pulled quite we we pulled a couple for uh mighty marvel geeks this week awesome from pop Insider. yeah work working on the new issues of that which i think are going to be fantastic even though convention season is uh essentially vaporized uh and we also have chris from journal of the jedi seth from geekville radio uh anthony where you can find him as rural farm boy all over twitter um so thank you guys for coming on uh definitely was a blast uh great discussion (laughs) great fun um I'm Ken? not. We're gonna do it again sometime. I, I'm Wait, not done. Wait, I got. I got to throw something out, uh, and I'm gonna. I'll do it. I'll do it while you're still live on 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 your podcast. 
I enjoyed this conversation with you guys so much. I kind of want to invite every single one of you to Journal of the Jedi, and we can continue this conversation about Star Wars and Star Wars animation. So do this, it, do it, sounds, do it, sounds it cool. Twitterverse, do this, it. This is an official invite to each and every one of you guys. I'd love to have you on on the next Journal of the Jedi, where we can continue this conversation. Just let me know tag, when. Well, well, tag me, tag uh, me, in Twitterverse, tag every one of us in the Twitterverse. Do it. All right. I, how, uh, you know how to find me. So you know how to find all of us. Do it. On, on. I'm uh I'm busy that day. Oh <laughs> stop. No, that'd be great. Uh on on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!